Welcome to another episode of Open Play. We've talked for four days now about changes that you can make to your life to help you to adapt to living at home. Now we're going to do a recap episode about implementing those four topics into your daily life in a very concrete way. So this week we've talked about list building, we've talked about team games, we've talked about taking time, and we've talked about the alternating turn. All four of these topics are going to help us to make a good to-do list to be able to shape our day around. So the first topic we talked about was list building, but we're going to have to incorporate those alternating turn ideas, the taking time, and the team games. So when we start working on building our to-do list, the first thing we need to do is communicate with our partner, communicate with our family, and understand what needs need to be met when we make this to-do list. The second thing we need to do is to be able to accommodate time for ourselves in that list. And the third thing we need to do is to make that list flexible with the alternating turn. We know that we need to plan for things that are not going to be able to be planned for and to be able to work through that. So we're going to have to make a pretty resilient schedule. But what that means is for a lot of people, it's not going to say at 8.30, I do this thing. At 9.30, this thing happens. At 10.15, I get to do these seven things. It's going to have to be a little bit more flexible. And that's something that I've had to experience being a stay-at-home dad as well. You have to limit your expectations to things that are achievable. Otherwise, you're going to end up with a to-do list that's impossible. And you're going to spend the day being disappointed in yourself, which is never a great way to start the day. We're going to talk about some concrete ways of building that schedule now. I'm going to use my schedule as a way to be able to hook into some ideas and give you an idea of how that works, at least for me. So one of the things is that I build in some things that are absolutely necessary for every day. Being a stay-at-home dad, I need to get meals on the table. So the three meals aren't at a specific time, but if I can get there, it's great. But what I need to do is make sure that all three of those meals are delivered. Now, sometimes I do have to rely on my wife in order to get those meals done because I might be outside. But the three core things that have to get done every day are breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Seems pretty obvious, but there are days when those are a really hard thing to be able to do. So those are the three cornerstones of my day. Now, I build in that taking time as well. In the morning, I get up before my kids so that I can have time to myself to center my day to really figure out what I want to do. Then the second thing that I do is I take time for exercise. We can talk about this again later next week, but this is something that I also feel is very important. So at the moment, with our changing schedule, I'm taking about an hour or two in the afternoon to go out and exercise. Now, I understand that's a lot of time for most of you. For our family, we've been doing this for a while, and so me having a couple hours every day where I'm not around the kids is a great way of allowing me to re-energize and be able to be calm and to be able to be rational around them, which, I'll be honest, takes a lot of effort. So you have to be intentional about that. The third thing that I absolutely, absolutely have to do is I have to make sure that the kids are on in bed on time. So for me, that's a very important way of making sure that the day happens. And now this is going to be a hard thing for most people. So my rule is I don't have to make sure the kids are asleep by a specific time uh, because 
I can't control that every day. There are times when they just have more energy. There are times when they have less. But what I can control is whether or not they're in their bedroom. So my rule is they have to be in their bedroom by 7.30 because that's when bedtime happens. They can read books, they can be quiet, and they can do things that allow them to go to sleep. But once we hit 7.30, they're responsible for their own time. So those are the three major things that make up my schedule. And then we can work on the little details in the next segment. I can hear you right now. You have your schedule. You have the things that are important. There's no hobby. There's no anything else in there that seems fun or seems like what I would normally do in my daily life. Now, I also don't have work, quote, but I do have work that I have to do around the house. One of the things that is not necessary for me because there are days when I just don't have enough energy, but I try and do every day is to make sure all the dishes are done to make sure all the the kitchen is cleaned out, to make sure the living room is picked up. Little things that mean that when I start my day, I start my day with a clean slate. Now, like I said, there are days when that's not going to happen. So I can't make this something that is absolutely necessary for me to happen because if I get sick, if I am just exhausted, uh, these are the things that will slightly slide but will be taken care of the next day. Same thing with things like laundry. Now, these sound like really pedestrian things to most of you, I assume, because you're talking about working very time-intensive, intellectually intensive jobs, even if you're working from home. It doesn't remove the strain. Now, my wife does do that. My wife is a graphic designer, so she has eight-hour shifts five times a week. And she's not working from home at the moment. She's still working at the office. Um, But this is something that we've had to adapt to, right? So my wife has taken more time for herself in order to be able to deal with being at work and deal with being at home because those two are very stressful situations. And in fact, we're trying to make it so that she does not have to work at home. Fortunately, her office is small enough that they can keep below the required number of people to be around. And their office is also large enough that they don't have to be within six feet of another person, which is our national guideline. So her work is actually tailored to allow her to work in this situation, even though she's not at home, which for us is a great, nice thing to have because working from home is stressful, as you know. Now, when you are working from home, there is going to have to be some kind of dedicated space or some kind of understanding about how you're going to make that time happen. That's where your conversation with your partner and your kids are so important because you need to understand that there are limits and you need to understand that this is a time that is necessary and to be able to work through it. Now, it's not going to be without interruptions. You're still at home. You're still around kids. You're still around the interruptions of everyday life. And it's hard. Don't get me wrong. I totally understand. But because I take on most of the housework around our house, that allows my wife to be able to take care of that. Now, there's probably situations where there are two couples and that becomes even harder. I would encourage you, as I started off with a segment of letting some things that aren't absolutely necessary slide a bit. If you don't get the dishes done one day, don't feel terrible about it. 
get it the next day. If you don't get the laundry done one day, don't feel terrible about it. Get it on the next day. What you have to be able to internalize and accept is that the new schedule that you're on is a compromise. The new schedule that you're on is not intended to be permanent, but you need to talk. You need to have communication. You need to play that team game in order to make sure that both parts are on the same page to understand that these are things we're allowing to happen because this is a compromise situation. And if that's not a compromise, then you need to build that into your schedule as something that absolutely happens. So last topic, let's talk about my schedule as a way of giving you an idea of how to manage a schedule when you are being at home. Now, I don't work from home, right? That's not a thing that I do. I did used to work uh, one day a week at a restaurant and I was gone for 12 hours. So I have some context of having that removed and having some of that normalcy gone. But in reality, that's not something that I've had to deal with. But you know, I can get eight hours of other stuff in, in my life. I can get exercise, I can get quiet time, I can get, particularly for me, my hobby. Now, these are all things that I take time for in my schedule. When I get up, I usually get up around 5.45 in the morning, which is early, but that was a time that allowed me to get up before my kids had to be out the door for school. So I would make sure that I was up by 5.45, I'd be out in the living room by 6.30, I would start breakfast at 6.30, and I would be serving breakfast at 7 a.m. every morning, if at all possible. Now, there are extra steps in there, but I'm just going to go through the broad strokes so you have an understanding of what's going on with me. 7.25, my son would be out the door and we'd be waiting for our car ride to get through through the day so he would get picked up usually around 7.35. 7.35, I'd come back in, I'd clean up after breakfast, I would get everything sorted because three days out of the seven, we would be out the door by 9 o'clock in order to do homeschooling, or um, what's called mom's groups. Um, Even though I'm a dad, I'm in a couple mom's groups because it's a stay-at-home support network. Um, So again, that's another thing that I've lost and have to adapt the schedule for. So now, when I'm done at 9 o'clock, I don't have to be out the door. So at 9 o'clock, I start working on other projects around the house, things like laundry, things like picking up around the house. Then we get to noon, and noon is when we are going to have our lunch. I've been taking exercise from about 11 to 1 during that time so that I can be back at 1 o'clock to make sure that my wife can get a nap because she usually gets home around 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning from her work and then has to go back to work again at 5 o'clock. Now, we're gonna t- I'm going to be back at 1 o'clock in order that my wife can take a nap, and then at 4, 4.30... I actually get a few minutes of time with my wife between 3.30 to 4.30 after she wakes up from her nap and gets ready for work because she has to leave for work at 4.30. Once she's out the door at 4.30, then I need to start dinner. Dinner usually gets on the table between 5 and 6. For me, that's a little bit more flexible because my kids don't demand dinner at 5. I usually give them a big breakfast so they get a little bit on in the day. And then at 6 o'clock, breakfast is done or dinner is done and then we're going to clear off the table and get those dishes done then at seven o'clock 
kids are going to start their bedtime routine. They have to go say prayers. They have to go brush their teeth. They have to go put on pajamas. And then we're going to get them in bed by 7.30. Now, one of the things that's affected my schedule recently as well is that I have a newborn at home. Uh, He is five months old. His name is George. And so my time after 7.30 has always been mine. If I stay up until 10, if I stay up until midnight, that's my time. And I can do hobby. I can socialize with friends. I can podcast. There's all kinds of things that I can do with that time. And my five-month-old just started teething. So some of that time is being a little compromised. But again, the hobby isn't something that I have to do. It's something that I want to do. So I allow that compromise to happen. And then I usually get to sleep between 10 o'clock and midnight, depending on the day and depending on how invested I am in the project that I'm working on. And then I get up again the next day. Now, that to you might not sound like a very solid schedule, but it's solid enough that I can have landmarks in my day of when things are going to happen. If lunch gets on the table at 12.15 instead of 12, it's not the end of the world. If breakfast gets on the table at 7.05 instead of 7 o'clock, it's not the end of the world. But I'm able to be able to manipulate my schedule to manage for the daily issues that I have. And it's robust enough to allow me to include other things when necessary. So there you go. There's a a walkthrough of my schedule and a breakdown of ideas for you to be able to make that schedule so you can start dealing with being at home and being a successful person at this at-home life. All right. Thanks again for listening to Open Play. Again, my name is PJ Shard, and this is a Mortal Realms Initiative. Have any comments or questions, please tell me on Twitter at PJ Shard. Thanks, and have a great day.